0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of HP Critical. It is a podcast where my friends and I come together and talk all things gaming. My name is Jerelle and I am joined by Kelly. Hi, everybody. And Brandon. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? <laughs> and uh, ASMR, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, That so was gonna...
1: some, try something new for streams, you know.
0: Not I mean, it's it's a thing and maybe it, it, it's we'll a thing that happens maybe we won't who I, knows I, 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 I promise
1: nothing that was just you know spur for the moment so, I there
0: i know that Christine and i came on and talked about pokemon and we talked about the sony state of play we did not talk about the rest of summer game fest or the xbox showcase um were you guys able to watch the xbox showcase
1: yes I caught most of it. The last half hour, I just saw bits and pieces because I had to go back to work. But I, I Branson, saw most of the Grand
0: in case. Grand yes. yes. It's Wednesday. Indeed. What happened, bro? Uh, lack of interest.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I'll go ahead and just mention all the things that they showed off and then just get your overall impressions of the Xbox showcase. And then if there was anything that actually did stand out to you or how you thought the, the presentation went. Um... <clears throat> Do this real quick, rapid fire style. I'm sure that later on on HP Critical you'll see us go over all the things that were mentioned. Um, as of now, from this article at IGN, the Xbox Game Showcase Extended 2022, everything that was announced and shown. We're not going over that one. We're actually going over everything shown at the Xbox Big 2022 uh, press conference from Kotaku, and that includes Starfield. Uh, Hollow Knight Silksong, Redfall, Forza Motorsports, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Expansion, Naraka Blade Point, Pentiment, Grounded, apparently now finally out of its, like, beta phase uh, <laughs> with a full release. Persona coming to Xbox, also coming to PlayStation. Um, Hideo Kojima is making an Xbox game, A Plague Tale Requiem, Flintlock, Scorn, Flight Simulator, Overwatch 2 being free to play with Early Access coming soon, uh, ARA History Untold, uh, The Elder Scrolls Online is getting a high Isle expansion, Fallout 76, Sea of Thieves has a new season, um, Diablo 4, which we've seen before, got another new class, the Necromancer, Uh, Lightyear Frontier, Cocoon, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, Ravenlock, uh, Araban Shadow Legacy, As Dusk Falls, Gunfire Reborn, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, uh, a bunch of stuff from Riot for Game Pass subscribers, High on Life, the creative Rick and Morty made their uh, shooter game, Minecraft Legends uh arc more arc and yeah that's it so let's discuss first of all out of all those titles mentioned were there any that really stood out to you guys during the presentation
1: stood out um okay so i will say that while nothing of the presentation personally caught my interest per se there were a few standouts i would say like um You know, they finally went over Forza Motorsport. And I will admit, even though I've never played a Forza game or at the current ti- current point in time have been interested in purchasing one, I always am impressed with what they can do with those games. Like, if nothing else, I just, like, enjoy watching those trailers because I like, I like seeing how realistic the world and the cars look and how all that stuff comes together. It, it just really is impressive stuff. So that stood out to me. Um, Jarrell, you might be able to tag in a little bit on this one because they finally showed gameplay uh, for Redfall. And looking at it, um, I wasn't entirely impressed, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, it looks like... Like, I'm glad we finally have the gameplay, right? But looking at it, it just felt like... It felt... It was, it was like, Left 4 Dead, but, like, more vampire-ish. And I was just looking at it as, like, um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of cool, but uh, I it just... It looked like. What can I say? It looked like Le- Le- Left Left for Dead, and that's a fun game. But it's just like I had no interest in like getting involved in this one. I was just like, eh. Like it came and went, and I almost forgot that the gameplay was even shown there. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. We finally saw gameplay of Redfall. That's oh, wow. <laughs> but I. But the reason why I say I, this is something you might be able to tag in, is because I'll be perfectly honest. Like, if you hadn't like like talked about it so much last year, I probably wouldn't even be thinking twice about this game. This would be like, oh, th- is this is a new game that they announced. Like. But I knew that this was something that you were excited for, and I was like, you know what? I want to give this game an honest chance. I'm gonna wait for that gameplay trailer. I'm gonna look at it, and I'm sorry to say, it just really didn't do anything for me. Um, but as far as everything else that was shown, I mean, I didn't sit, like see the full Starfield trailer yet, but I heard a few things about it. It sounds interesting. I do actually do want to see that trailer at some point when I when I get a chance. I'm shocked that the Persona series is coming to Xbox before Switch, and. If I might go on, like, a very small tangent here about the Persona games coming to Xbox, this, you know, do you remember the rumors that was coming out a few weeks ago that uh, Square Enix was going to get bought by Sony or whatever, what what such nonsense? I, I have said in, like, our private chats that I said I would have hated that. Because I think there's a benefit to Square Enix and RPGs in general being on all three systems. You know, with Switch you got the portability. With the PlayStation, you know, you usually get the exclusivity with the uh, what you assume would like to take advantage of the console features. And then with Xbox, you got Game Pass. You can just try a whole bunch of them. So I love that the Persona series is coming to Xbox and that, you know, RPGs in general are coming to Xbox. Because a game like the Persona series, I feel like a lot of people would be willing to try it if it's on Game Pass, which we know it is. And so that'll be give us new audience. And then it was announced in this presentation, of course, but it's also coming to a uh, PlayStation Five as well. But there's that. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's coming. I-, I would still re- like those Switch ports. Maybe at this psh- rumored Nintendo Direct, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's about it as far as like highlights from the Xbox Showcase. <laughs> uh, not a huge milestone stood out to me, though. I do think it- a lot of people say they really enjoyed the showcase. They enjoyed the nice blend of gameplay and trailers shown. And I think from what I did see. Um, If I remove my personal interest from the equation, I think it was a good showcase.
0: So, uh, before I ask Kelly what she, what game she was interested in, Brandon, I will tell you, I was watching with my boyfriend at the time and my little mm-hmm. E3 party that I'm so sad that you couldn't make. I'm and, sad I um, couldn't make
1: that too. I really wanted to make it. But, uh. I'm so
0: sad you couldn't make it. Um, but it was so funny because we were talking about you and the Xbox showcase and how disappointed we were in the showcase. And he said, I'm sure Brandon's going to find something because Brandon always finds something to like when, <laughs> when these presentations come up. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, it doesn't matter. It can be something random thing brandon's gonna love something so it's so funny that you were just like nope this was not for me um yeah that was my quick tangent um so yeah kelly are there any games that stood out to you during the xbox presentation
2: um yes hold on sorry i had notes um so things stood out to me but i wasn't wowed Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna list off the games that i looked interesting um redfall obviously it looks pretty good you know so much blood i'm obsessed Um, (laughs) grounded i'm excited for the full release i think i'll probably get back into that game because not gonna lie there were some problems with with it in early access but it's like a super good um hair a super good like story and i really like the um like the setup and everything like tiny people amazing a plague tale what Mm -hmm. what the hell like okay i had heard those games were good but like rats were like a swarm of rats was like eating someone i'm like all right i'm in you know (laughs) um so i think the most unique thing that i saw was flintlock actually um it was like something where i was like okay this isn't just some repeat shooter this is actually something new Mm -hmm. um so that one i'll probably play and it's like a third person so i like that um because i like to see what the hell i'm doing um Scorn and High on Life, they look so good. You know, Scorn looks cool with, like, the weird hands and everything. But I just feel like, for me, they look, so far, like, just two, like, generic shooters. Like, okay, Mm. it's a a first-person shooter. Vastly different, like, atmosphere. But, like, going to be a lot of shooting. I don't know how much story we're really going to see there. Um, But, I mean, interesting. I I probably would play. At least one of them. Scorn looks interesting, but like I just kept thinking, "Oh, is this Doom? Oh, is this Doom? Oh, is this Doom?" <laughs> I kept thinking that, even though it didn't even look like Doom. But I'm just like going to hell. It's and it's a first person shooter. It's Doom to me. Like I, you, I can't break free of that. Um, Arc two, we had already seen it, uh, yes, so yes, yes. I was like excited to see it. It looks good, and I played the original, but like seen it. Uh, it's not really yeah. wowing me, but I'm interested. And then, um, honestly, the more I hear about Diablo Four, the more I'm interested. Um, So it's not an MMO, but it is multiplayer. Because I was looking it up because I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? Um, Sorry, I keep cursing. I'm I'm drinking. (laughs) I'm drinking some beers. Don't judge me. Yeah. Um, but like that necromancer class trailer, that was legit. Like I was like, what? I stopped because I was like you know how, like, you're you're watching, like, I'm, like, watching, scrolling on my phone, and then I'm, like, looking, like, my neck snapped. I'm, like, what this. What, what the hell is this? And it was, it looked so good. It looked creepy and, like, weird, and, and it looks so good, but I know the game doesn't look like that, so it kind of ruined it a little yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we just get that game? um But, yeah, I was excited for Diablo. And, like I said, the more I hear about it, the more I'm, like, okay, I could see uh, myself playing it, or at least dabbling. I hear it's free to play too. No, wait, no.
0: Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think
2: there's a monthly sub, but there's you have to pay once. So if there's no monthly yeah, sub, really. I might be in. Let's let's do it. To me, that's practically free to play.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So as for me, there were really only two games that stood out to me, and I'm very disappointed actually in those two games. Uh, because one of them was Overwatch 2. I used to be a huge Overwatch fan. Like, I played it a ton. And now I've kind of, like, been off the Activision Blizzard path. Um, but Overwatch being free to play was definitely a great move to see um, at Xbox. Uh, so that kind of interested me. Like, if Blizzard wasn't so shit, I would 100% jump into Overwatch 2 for free. Like, that's a- that's an easy given. And the other one was Diablo 4. Uh, another one from Blizzard. (laughs) So I was like, damn it! But I really, really enjoyed Diablo 3. And, um, the addition of making Diablo 4 multiplayer, I was like, holy crap, this opens up this game to, like an entire new sense of community like an entire new game and that looked really really good to me um another game that stood out to me in a bad way was starfield um i was so shocked because you know i kept thinking okay this is going to be their big space rpg it's going to be amazing and i saw it and i was like oh my god this is fallout 76 this is fallout 4 The models look like they're from Fallout. This is Bethesda. It's gonna be buggy. This looks really bad. It literally just isn't at all what I thought it was gonna be. And I kind of blame myself. Because when you say a, like, space RPG, I don't know what I thought it was gonna be. But I didn't think it was gonna be Bethesda making Destiny and No Man's Sky. Uh, But it's basically Bethesda making (laughs) Destiny and No Man's Sky. And I've... Mm Mm-hmm.
2: No, I just want to say, yeah, it's them making Destiny and No Man's Sky that doesn't look as good.
0: That's, yes, that's the the
2: problem. Like, at least No Man's Sky and, like, Destiny are, like, colorful. Starfield is just like, here's a gray game with, like, red stuff. I'm like, what is this? Like, people are so excited. Anyways, sorry, Jarrell. I just had to say that.
0: I was actually going to ask you, Kelly, specifically, if you had seen that, because you, I don't, Brandon, have you played No Man's Sky? No okay so um kelly i know you played no man's sky um have you seen the comparison video of no man's sky and um starfield i've seen
2: i've seen comparison photos i haven't seen like a video but like no man's sky for when it came out it was beautiful and colorful and i like those kinds of games maybe that's not what starfield's going for um but yeah i think no man's sky in my opinion looks I mean, it looks lush and green, and and I just was, Starfield is, like, so gray. And I guess that's what it's supposed to be, though. See, I'm not, I wasn't expecting that. When you hear Starfield, you think, like, a beautiful galaxy or something. Like, I don't know. Yes. It just wasn't um, what
0: I thought. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm gonna send you the IGN video because they have a side-by-side comparison of the two and I was like, oh my god, they literally just copied, like, it really looks like they just copied No Man's Sky in their own version and I was like, oh, this looks really bad and, like, IGN posted it up and I was like, ooh, like, this is not a good look for, uh, Bethesda and Xbox, especially, especially because it was their big, like, their big game, like the one they've been hyping up over a year. So that one stood out to me as being bad. And um, the other game that stood out to me obviously was Persona coming to to Xbox. That was crazy. The other game that also stood out to me was Redfall. But um, unfortunately, I'm with Brandon on this one. I was, I, it's another game where I was like super excited because when I, when we saw the trailer last year, I think my problem is I see the trailers without gameplay, and I think that I know what the game is gonna be. And then when I actually see the game, I'm like, this is not at all what I thought it was gonna be. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with Starfield, because they had that teaser video, and like they were hyping it up and I thought it was one thing, and then I saw it and I was like, well, this y'all lied to me.
1: Yeah.
0: and Redfall, I thought, I don't know what I thought, but I didn't think it was going to be Left for Dead with vampires. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think it's not cool, because I do, but I was like, this is basically just Left for Dead with vampires from Bethesda. Like, I d- it's like Bethesda's just making other games that are already good uh, in their own way, and that's fine. Um, I would like to shoot uh, vampires. I think it's refreshing to do that instead of zombies. Um, I like the special abilities. I like the diversity in the cast. Um, I will play it for free on Game Pass for sure. Um, I I would not pay for it at this point in time now, like having seen what it is, just because I feel like Left 4 Dead does it so well. Um, I don't think Left 4 Dead 2 does it as well. What is that game called? Is it called Left 4 Dead 2? Yeah. I think, oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're oh. Sequel. <laughs> oh, I really thought it was called something else. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think because of Left 4 Dead 2 and the way that we played it for like one time, and I kind of just haven't touched it again, that kind of just diminished my excitement for Redfall. Because I was like, damn, I Wait, just did this, like, yeah. We we literally back, we played that for. From- oh
2: well, it's the same. It's Turtle Rock Studios. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's what I was talking about. There is no Left 4 Dead two. It's called Back 4 Blood. There oh no, left left for Blood. Oh no, Left 4 Dead three. Two. I'm sorry, I was thinking about Left 4 Dead three. Left 4 Dead two is the good one. Sorry, I'm confused. <laughs> Back for Blood. I'm thinking about Back for Blood. Um, yes, Left 4 Dead two is great. Um, <clears throat> but like, Black for Blood was not as good as Left 4 Dead two, and I was like, damn, I feel like we just did Back for Blood um, from the people who made Left 4 Dead 2. So now, Redfall is kinda like in a category for me where it's kinda like, i mm, I'll definitely give it a try, but it is definitely not at all what I was, uh, as excited for last year, when I saw the cinematics, and I just realized that I need to temper my expectations and not believe any developers when they show me cinematics because I just know it's gonna be a lot. Because everything you showed me last year in the video was not at all what the gameplay was, you all lied yeah. to me. So, um, so,
1: so for, so, for me, like, um, if, if it comes to any game announcement, any whatsoever, I will always prefer a video that uh, kind of blends exactly me. Yeah, what I was gonna say specifically is like I'm okay with cinematics, but as a, like you throw in some gameplay in there as well, I think that's for the best. That being said, if it's a game franchise that we already know, then I can be a, a little more forgiving to only cinematics. Cause like, okay, they don't have any gameplay yet, but at least we know this coming. So here's a little cinematic as a tease, right? We yeah. know. Like if for Zelda, Zelda would probably never wouldn't do. That. What am I saying? They did that in their first trailer. <laughs> the very first Breath of the Wild two trailer was just a pure cinematic. But yeah. that was fine at the time because we knew a sequel was coming, and we had we knew what the gameplay was going to be like, and you know that is what it is. But the problem is, if you show me a cinematic for a new IP, then I automatically am like, well, why should I care about this? What kind of game is this even going to be? You can you can kind of get a sense for it. Like Redfall, we I mean, there's guns and there's vampires, so we knew that much. But as far so
2: as you gameplay, what I
0: thought. You know what I thought? Like, legitimately, when I saw that Redfall um, cinematic, I really thought it was going to be closer to something like Borderlands, right? Like, where you have Mm. these specific characters, you can go down these talent trees. Like, I thought it was more of like an RPG shooter. I had no idea it was literally just going to be like, you know, each individual has one perk, and then you just kill vampires across uh, Oregon. Like, I, I, in my head, thought it was going to be much more refined, much more like an RPG, much less like Left 4 Dead.
1: And that's my point, like, we like we can guess, but we never truly know until they actually show the gameplay. And that's why, like, if it's a new IP and just cinematics, so I'm just like, all right, cool, I'll think about it again when you actually show me how it plays, and that's going to be kind of like the end of that. So, you know, and now the gameplay's out, we know, but, uh, you know.
0: I'm also still happy that they focused on Layla. Um, great, great job. She's beautiful. All the characters look great. Like, I- I- and even the vampires look cool. Um, I like the- the atmosphere of Redfall because I feel like I was talking about shit. Talking a lot of shit rather but um I do like the atmosphere of Redfall like I like the intensity when she was you know going up the stairs and the vampires there I was like holy shit I'm gonna be so scared this looks like a lot of fun to play with friends um so like I don't want to just talk shit about the whole thing I think for a Bethesda game it looks really good um not so bad um but I still, at the end of the day, was kind of just like, eh, so let's go ahead and move on and talk about the presentation as a whole, right? Sure. Um, And just your your thoughts on it. I will transition into this by going off of something that Kelly said earlier when she stated that the games looked good. Um, So right after the Xbox presentation, I watched the PlayStation (laughs) presentation, and I was just very disappointed in Xbox. (laughs) I really was because, you know, even the indie games from PlayStation, like watching something like Stray, then watching uh, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, watching uh, Final Fantasy 16, and right after watching all these indies, I was like, there is a, and and I could be wrong because you I'm watching on YouTube, everything's compressed, but there just seems to be to me such a quality in PlayStation games that are coming out that I didn't really see in anything except for maybe Forza Horizon um, over at Xbox, and I hate to say that. Even, like, Forza Horizon Hot Wheels looked fucking great. I was like, yeah, damn. That's That's, that that's wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> like, uh, graphically, but also gameplay-wise, like, that looked really, really cool. Um, but then, you know, A-, A Plague Tale Requiem also looked really good, um, but flintlock to me just looked like you know it's so funny that you said it looked new because to me it looked like a mixture of like god of war and uh assassin's creed like i was like okay this is just that genre once again with a different character and a different weapon um flight simulator looked amazing uh ara history untold i swore it was just another civilizations game like there was just overall i think the quantity was there um but Just the quality was so different in in the PlayStation presentation versus the Xbox One. And the games just look so much better like graphically and, and like a better fidelity and they look like they're polished and they look like they're ready to go whereas to me just to me some of the games over at xbox just don't look like they're ready for a release next year or they look like they're ready for release on older gen consoles which is fine because that might be why some of these games look the way they do you know a lot of times games will be held back so that they can still play on um older generations or so you know they're also just like they're working on um, their indie studios, right? So, like, maybe they don't have the same type of uh, graphic fidelity or polish or whatever. But, like, I compare Stray, uh, for the cat game for PlayStation, I can <laughs> compare it to any of these indies here, and I'm just like it's just not there for me uh so uh, the quantity was great the fact that almost all the games are coming to game pass day one is amazing i think uh, it's a great value for anyone who's interested in them uh but still at the end of the day i was like okay question what the hell is minecraft legends how is it different from like minecraft is it just like minecraft rpg now like i don't I was like, I don't know. Like, I I have no idea. And, you know, ARK we had already seen. And so that one also looked good. I'm talking shit, but that one also looked good. It's just... It seemed much less cohesive than what PlayStation had to offer. Um, And I think it's kind of rough for me to like I guess give them a good score uh but they definitely did have the I will say they had great content I love the presentation having back-to-back games because a lot of these places don't like I want to see like that's what E3 is about I will say I think the presentation was really good like they did back-to-back games everything coming to game pass everything you get to play there's lots of genres there something for everybody so that part was really good um but overall I was like eh uh Kelly what about you
2: um, so, I mean, I guess I kind of agree. I feel like, but I, I feel like Microsoft kind of did, like, they used Bethesda, and I feel like PlayStation, and yeah, and I feel like PlayStation kind of just used, like, I mean, the Final Fantasy is obviously Square Enix, and then they used um Capcom, like, so I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like they both kind of used, like, other companies, like, kind of like a crutch for themselves mm-hmm. yeah. um i think that honestly guys whenever we were talking about starfield i was thinking to myself like oh you know whatever colorful whatever but like it's just supposed to be space fallout i wasn't like getting that like it's Neither just was I. like i just thought it was like a different game but it's just space fallout and now now that i'm looking at it through that lens i'm like I get it. Like, I get why people are excited. Like, it's just Fallout in space. I mean, Fallout is beloved.
0: You know. Yeah. Anywho, Can I ask you a quick uh, question. What about that? Um. So you say that it's just you know space Fallout, and now you get it. My question is, do you think it's fair with the way that they advertise the game to then just put it out like this? Because to me, and I'll ask you like how you felt about the advertisement, but to me, when they were showing it off and advertising it, they did not. Advertise this as space fallout and i think that's my personal Mm. problem with it they advertised it as the next big rpg from microsoft um in space so then you think something like mass effect they did not make it seem like it was going to be fallout in space
2: so that's i think why i'm only just realizing that it's fallout in space because i was looking at a photo and i'm like god that looks just like fallout except for the guys in a space suit like (laughs) you know um but like i get it now like i get why people are hyped now but anything that i've seen about the game i did not think that it was even to be honest made by bethesda until this xbox showcase i didn't even know that and then like now i'm like oh it's just space Fallout, which i guess is like i mean you don't want someone to just attribute it to your successful franchise just different like Uh, Wasn't that the thing with like Battlefield and Battlefront? You just change the skin, Mm. and it's just a new oh, it's a new game. Uh, You just change literally like the last few letters. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, oh Um,
1: man, that's true.
2: Right, Battlefield, Battlefront It's not even. Anyways, Um, whatever. We're not talking about them. Uh, But I don't know. I didn't realize it was supposed to be Space Fallout. Um, What I'll say is that I. For the Bethesda and Xbox Showcase, I probably was a little bit more engaged in it just because they were showing me more new things. And yeah. I had already seen Stray at the PlayStation. I already knew they were going to try to do some more Resident Evil stuff. I, the rumors about Resident Evil 4 remake had been out for a while, and I'm yeah. a Resident Evil fan, so that wasn't surprising to me. Um, also, I watched the PlayStation 1 like a little while ago, so it's like kind of not fresh on my mind. Um but yeah, I'm excited for Stray for sure. But I just I don't know. Xbox gave me more. And it gave me grounded. I already played it. It was great. Uh the Diablo Macromancer class, it was great. Arc is great. But like a lot of it was stuff I had seen already. And then like the, there's stuff I wasn't really super impressed. But I don't know. I think they were both good. Nothing is wowing me, but I'm excited for games again. I can say That's that. Okay. I'm I'm excited for games again. I'm happy that we've gotten these. I wasn't just bored out of my mind. Um, Good. (laughs) But I wasn't like wowed. Like there was nothing that I was like, I'm going to pre-order that right now. Even Redfall. I mean, it looks good, but it's just like you said, it's back for blood with vampires instead. And vampires are really popular right now. Have you seen all the vampire games that are out? Like, come on guys. It's like peak vampire. Is it, is it Twilight? Is there another one coming
0: out? It, they oh my God! Is that why? <laughs> oh, my gosh, oh my God! It can't.
1: It can't. It can't be. It has, it's just a coincidence because uh, these games had to have been in development for a while. I know. And the, me- and the meme just came out, but it's a funny coincidence that it's all happening now, right in the peak Morbin time. Uh, real quick before we, before we continue, like uh, my friend Rob's on chat. He is uh, just saying a few things. The first three things he said is kind of echoing a lot of what we had said because he first said uh, Starfield didn't impress him. But he said some parts of it did look weak overall. It's basically No Man's Sky with a dash of fall of Skyrim. We said that as, as well. And he ended by saying Diablo 4 stuff was the most hyped thing about the showcase for him, personally. Because
0: it was! You are right, Rob! Because that shit looks great, and I want to play Diablo 4. Now I just have to convince myself to pretend like it's not made by Blizzard.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: the <laughs> um, and, and Brandon, I'll ask you how you felt about the showcase too, but something else I thought of was... What would this showcase have been had they not purchased uh, Activision Blizzard or Bethesda? (laughs) And I was just like, oh, and and also that kind of is has tempered my my idea around the Xbox Showcase because I still I like I know that they went through this purchasing period of some Mm -hmm. very noteworthy um noteworthy developers and. If you took out everything from Activision Blizzard and you took out everything from Bethesda, you'd just have a bunch of indie titles that don't really show what Xbox has in store. And I and and I that's probably not fair of me to do because like Kelly mentioned, PlayStation did the same thing, right? You know, they used Capcom, they used Square Enix, um, and then they had their like indies in, in between the sandwich. Um But It's just like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are you doing with all these, like, big, big acquisitions? Obviously, you're showing off your biggest ones, but I just am looking down the line for, I guess, something new and like i do agree with kelly there was a lot of fresh new stuff which is great but even then a lot of it just reminded me of things that i've already played or don't want to play i was really shocked that grounded was finally just now coming out because i was like oh my god when did kelly write that grounded review (laughs) like was one or two years ago at this point like it
2: was 2020 but also I thought it had already had a release. I did too. (laughs) So about six months after I did that review, it was supposedly released and now it's the full release. Like I'm going to play it because I think I already own it. Thank you, Jarrell. I think you bought it for me to write a review on it. But like, I don't, I just don't know how it wasn't released for like two years. I I didn't realize it was still in early (laughs) access. I thought it had already been released. Like, like I said, like six months after, no, I think they did like an update and it's like, okay, so now I can play, that, I
0: think. yeah,
2: Yeah, now I can play what, half the game and I'm still not getting the full thing? Um, I don't know. I was very shocked that it was just now coming out. I thought I had just missed it. Nobody cared.
0: I thought it had come out and everybody was done with it, honestly. So yeah. I, thought, I was like, oh my god, I know this game. I've forgotten the name of it from like two years ago. What? what's going on? Is there a new DLC? And it was like, the full game is finally released. I was like, what you mean? It was released <laughs> like two years ago. What are you talking about? Um, anyway, Brendan, uh, you can please tell us how you feel about the uh, the uh, presentation.
1: Well, yes. Yeah, so first off, my friend Rob chimed in saying the showcase, he says the showcase would have been Super City if there wasn't any Activision or Bethesda. So- I mean, Rob, you would have had Forza. Fucking love cars. <laughs> I like I will never let that quote go. I think I don't I don't remember how many E3s ago ago that was. They said the real car and they just said that. I just like I just say it every year now. Anyways. <clears throat> um so I, I somewhat echo the, 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 the statement, but not completely, because I mean there was some other good stuff besides that that definitely was the carry. So 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 actually before I think it was either before or after, I saw a report somewhere that <laughs> apparently Phil Spencer wasn't too happy about last year's um, Xbox presentation. Um, Ooh, the cheer! <laughs> and the problem was is that I think it's something that was echoed by a lot of us is that last year's presentation uh, was very trailer heavy. We were just talking about cinematics, you know, being the like the the main thing. And he was upset that they had all these wonderful cinematics for all these great games, and he was happy that they had this slate of games to show, but he was. Apparently disappointed, they couldn't show gameplay, and you know, obviously the the internet collectively agreed they were tired of the cinematic trailer. So yeah. with this showcase, I definitely noticed that there was more of a trend of actually showing gameplay. Um, there was a there was a, I would say there was a, a decent balance of the cinematics with the gameplay for this presentation. Uh, they they really didn't rely too much on trailers, and I and I very much appreciate that. That is something I always like, so I enjoy that aspect of it. And you just mentioned the state of play. The state of play was that way as well, where it was a decent mix of like gameplay and trailers. And to your point, you said that that one was like more quality over quantity. I'm, I'm, I don't know because I think because it's it really is hard to divorce myself from my personal interest in the in the showcase. But when I really do think about like the the showcase was an hour and a half and. Mm-hmm. When, it, when you get into that kind of territory of, like, 45 minutes to... to a, well, 45 minutes to an, a half an hour, hour and a half is, like, the sweet spot for me, but, like, once you start going, like, past that, it becomes difficult to maintain interest. I know there were some claims about Summer Games Fest, which we'll probably talk about in a little bit, but, um... I feel like, even if I wasn't personally interested, I mean, the trailers were coming right after another. They didn't spend too long on any one game, so mm-hmm. I like the pacing of it, for sure. Um, I... Th- yeah, I, th- I think it's just really just the, the, the games for me that just didn't do it for me. But I think overall it was a good presentation. There was a, a good mix. I don't know if I'd say it like it more than the Sony State of Play. That was a nice little concise package that kind of gave you a little bit of everything, I think. But uh, no, I think this showcase did have its shared variety as well, for, for better or for worse.
0: So y'all telling me that the games at the Xbox showcase didn't look like they were for last gen? Some of them? Most some of them of de-
1: de- no, some of them definitely look like they're from last gen. I ain't even talking about like uh, like graphics or like that. If they if this if this was their if this was their uh, push to like push the power of the Series X, I don't think they succeeded in that. But I do think that they succeeded in showing off the wide variety of games that are going to be available on Game Pass because that was a big buzzword in this presentation, and it should be. That's Xbox's main strength in this generation. I've said it from the start: is Game Pass because every single one of these games. Oh, and another thing I forgot to mention that. Uh, None of us, and something I forgot to mention earlier, that uh, they finally showed Hollow Knight Silk Song. I've always been wanting to try Hollow Knight, and they let off with Silk Song. And that leads me into the next thing, where it's like, every, they said every game announced is going to be released within the next 12 months. So you know that everything you're seeing is not too far away. And <laughs> that includes Hollow Knight. That's good news for the Hollow Knight fans, because I know they've been waiting a long time to hear about that. So knowing that it's within the 12-month window they don't have much longer to wait. But that's just like, I do like that they're showing up what's coming in the near future. And moreover, that it's all going to be on Game Pass day one. So you don't have long to wait. And if you're already a Game Pass subscriber, you have a lot to look forward to. Even if those games don't look great or maybe that'll be your interest. But you're, you're a Game Pass subscriber, who cares? You can just try them. Maybe you like them. Maybe you won't. But it's like five minutes to try it.
0: All right. T- time for the real question. Kelly. Yeah. What? But- Will you now resubscribe to Game Pass in the next 12 months having seen this trailer? I mean having seen the presentation.
2: It depends on how much the games are. Um cuz I would pay for Game Pass for some of these. Um but then again I might just buy them. Like why you know I don't I don't know. If all of these came out at the same time probably would pay for Game Pass. But if they're like kind of spaced out, I don't know grounded i already have sorry grounded i already have so it's like that'd be the one i'd probably play the most um if they were all on game pass then yeah probably
0: brandon you have an xbox that is i'm assuming collecting dust at this point are you going to pull it out and play any of these games and purchase game pass in the next 12 months
1: nah my backlog's too big bro (laughs) Like it, it, like and th- and nothing here in particular like really made me like uh, like want to get Game Pass. It's the same reason. I don't know if we're gonna talk about this later on the on the podcast, but it's the same reason why I'm not jumping onto the higher um, PlayStation tiers right now because that's a lot of games and I appreciate that value. But I have a backlog of games that I've already purchased that mm-hmm. I need to finish. Uh, real quick before I go back to you though, Rob has said a few more things. Um, he felt that the showcase was a bit too long. The state of play was the perfect length for him. <laughs> he laughed at the Hollow Knight fans waited so long. They thought that was gonna come from Nintendo Direct. Yeah, it sure didn't come from a Direct, <laughs> nor, nor nor an indie world. It came from Xbox. That's a that's a that's a who? And he says he's on he's on Game Pass. Damn, I didn't even know this. Rob said he's on Game Pass Ultimate and PlayStation Premium. Probably be after a long while. Is that I just need the top tier NSO and my Infinity Stones will be complete.
0: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'll ask you, Rob, since you're here, are you enjoying Game Pass? Because I, too- Oh! Speaking of Game Pass, I will tell you guys why Game Pass sucks right now. (laughs) Okay! The reason that Game Pass sucks is because if you go onto your Xbox right now and you do not have Game Pass, and you click on Game Pass to see what games are available, you can't see them until after you're subscribed. Hmm. So if you even want to see what the hell's on Game Pass, I'm assuming you're going to have to go like on a computer or something, but you literally cannot check to see what is on Game Pass on the freaking Xbox. And that's why it sucks. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's, not what I that's not what I expected you were going to say, but yeah. That's... I was so mad because I was like, all right, you know what? It's been a while. Let me check out the new Game Pass stuff. Let me see what's there. Maybe there's going to be something I'm interested in. You know, they, maybe they'll have another deal or something. And I kept clicking. And every time it just took me to the page to sign up. And I was like, no, bitch, I want to see what the fuck is on there. Like, why are you, like, not allowing me to see the options that I have to pay for? Um, And they wouldn't. So it sucks.
1: So, he, an- so he answered. He says... Yes, I enjoy Game Pass. He grabbed it for the Halo stuff at first, but then he played much more and then got stuck there before he ended up getting a PS5.
0: So he okay, says, like, so
1: he so so then he said I'll screw it and I'll keep it.
0: Okay, so like you're not necessarily even using it. You just kind of you're you're pulling the Kelly. Like you pay for it and you're just letting it charge your card every month until something comes up. Which is fair, if that's what you want to do. I mean, I'm doing the same thing with PlayStation. I'm using it though, because I'm using the online more often than Xbox, but I got rid of Game Pass because it was just charging me, what, 15 bucks? Yeah. And I also hate the way they do their tiers because... Never mind, I don't want to, I don't want to go into that. Um... (sighs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's move on. Uh, Unless there are any other lingering uh, comments on the Xbox showcase?
1: Uh, not for me. He says it's there, but he doesn't use it quite enough. The okay the Fair.
0: Fair. Alright, so let's move on and talk a little bit more about Xbox. Xbox is building the gaming platform for the next 20 years. This is by Will Tuttle from the Xbox Wire, uh, who is the Xbox Wire editor-in-chief from Xbox.com. And I only want to talk about one thing that was mentioned here. I'll give you guys the, the bullet points that they have here. Which is that they're bringing the Xbox app to Samsung 2022 smart TVs. They're expanding Xbox cloud gaming to more countries. They're bringing new gaming experiences to Microsoft Edge and Windows 11. They're rolling out updates for Xbox Game Pass members, and they're introducing more options to express yourself with Xbox Design Lab. The real thing I wanted to talk about here, which is to me the most success, or most surprising thing rather, was that they announced that they're partnering with Samsung to bring the Xbox app to 2022 smart TVs so that you can play hundreds of cloud enabled games without a console. That means hundreds of games in their Game Pass Ultimate library and Fortnite without a subscription. Uh, Playing Xbox games on Samsung's 2022 smart TVs will be a seamless experience. It will be similar to using any other streaming app on your TV. Uh, starting on June 30th, access the Xbox app from the Samsung Gaming Hub or Media Hub and log into your existing Microsoft account. Connect your favorite Bluetooth controller, and uh, if you're a Game Class Ultimate member, you'll have access to play loads of great cloud-enabled games. Or you can jump into Fortnite without a subscription. I wanted to talk about that because I want to know how you guys feel about that because to me, that's amazing the fact that you have a huge library of uh games that you can access directly from your tv without a console just bluetooth pair your favorite controller whatever one you want like use the ps5 controller on the tv behind me playing the xbox without the console um it it just it seems really cool um it removes i think it's cool because it removes the you know how much is the Series S? Two, uh, three hundred, two and mm, dollars Yeah, Series know. S three hundred. Two 290, $299, Yeah. Yeah. That removes a three hundred dollar console box um uh, price point out of your way. Um, and you you can just go use an old controller or buy a sixty seventy dollar controller. I don't know how much they are right now. I haven't bought one. I think they're seventy bucks. You could just go buy a seventy dollar controller, spend fifty ninety nine a month, and uh, play games directly from your TV. That is amazing. However. Hmm. I did say you remove a three hundred dollar uh, uh, price block, but then you gotta spend like twelve hundred dollars to buy the TV. But you know, if you're in the if you're in the area for upgrading to TVs, that was really really cool to me, and I wanted to know how you guys feel about something like that. It just I think it proves that Xbox is not really out to sell consoles. Um, I think they're the only company right now that still has not broken even with console sales. I'm pretty sure we talked about PlayStation having um, now made money based on PS5 sales and switch is obviously making money based on sales, but I still think Xbox is the only company, Microsoft is the only company that is not making money yet from their console sales. I could be wrong, but I think they're the only ones go ahead. Guys.
2: That, I don't know. Sorry, I just want to say yes. that this is a great thing from Xbox, but also if State Google Stadia wasn't already ah, dead that, and buried, it is, now is.
1: That is literally what I was gonna say. Like, was like <laughs> Xbox like got their like green colored knife and is like
0: stabbing Stadia. <laughs> oh, no. Like, well, not really. Go ahead, but I disagree, but go no, ahead.
2: Oh, I, I really think, like, this is amazing from Xbox. I mean, I assume that the barrier will now be your internet speed, but, yes, like, uh, I think this is amazing. To be honest, I'm excited because I guess it's smart TVs, though. I yeah. do have a Samsung smart TV, and it I don't have the 2022, obviously, but, like, I feel like this is, like, a good segue probably into them offering it in other ways, but... I guess for me if I bought a console and I bought game pass or whatever I'd be kind of like irritated that someone can just get it
0: for free like but remember they're still having to pay for a brand new 2022 Samsung TV but As like to paying 300 bucks for a console
2: Jarrell you buy a new TV every year like, <laughs> I don't I don't, yeah, so now like... I'm
0: mad because I spent $500 on this and I'm going to buy a new TV anyway. I should return this, buy the new TV, play the PlayStation on it, and then I already had the Xbox through it, so it's fine. Oh, man.
1: What a waste. <laughs>
0: Uh, But the reason I said I kind of disagree with you is only because uh, Stadia allows you to play through Google Chrome, which, like, you can buy a $200 laptop and and play your games, whereas this is a, you know, $1,200 at the least. Um, If you're going to buy a good TV, it's like $1,200 entry fee. But you're right. Fuck Stadia. It's gone. Rip. (laughs) It was never here. It was
1: never here, but it's definitely gone now. Uh, Some comments came up. Uh, Rob was saying that I love Design Lab and the Microsoft Edge stuff is very interesting. Yeah, uh, for he sure. Fe- he feels Next Gen will be a big push for cloud gaming. I can definitely see that. He says, as a software engineer, the cloud and browser stuff is super interesting to him. <laughs> Kelly, in regards to your comment about Stadia dead dead, your friend Garen says, was it ever alive?
0: Prep.
1: Hi, I mean, but what are you? That's a question, What's that and, 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 and Rob says Stadia dies that Xbox could excel. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Uh. Yeah. I, I, I die over stupid puns. Um, also, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brandon, uh, did you have anything to say about this one?
1: Yeah, I, I I do. Um Garin says he's good. He's enjoying the podcast. But yeah, to answer the question, um Yeah, uh, first off, yeah, Kelly said it with the with the stadium thing. That th- that thing is even more dead so. Um as far as the idea of like being able to play game pass, <laughs> Rob said he didn't even mean the fun. Po- <laughs> I just Aww. kind of assumed that it was. Uh, he also says that he tried the PS3 streaming today and it wasn't bad. He says, well, "I I do want to say more about this second, but let me finish answering the question." Yeah, so with the smart TV now having like access to like cloud gaming and uh, and uh, and Game Pass, it 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 just really it just really to me emphasizes even more that Xbox is. Slowly but surely, Microsoft, I, I think, is just de-emphasizing the importance of their actual consoles. Obviously, they want you to buy it, right? The Series X is, like, they touted as the most powerful console out there right now, right? And Series X <laughs> is just, like, an affordable way to get into the next-gen, quote-unquote. But, again, with every new endeavor like this, like, the smart TVs giving you the ability to just play games, you know, it's possible to play a lot of these games on your phone now. They just, it's more about the Game Pass. I think that's really where their push is trying to uh, come from. And the crazy thing is about it is like Game Pass is just such an insane value that the value keeps going up, but they don't really increase the price of it. So I'm wondering what is the end game of like when is it going to be like profitable for them? This is my biggest um, question honestly because uh, it's a great value, and they they seem to know what they're doing by having Game Pass available as many places as possible. But I just wonder if it'll actually uh, turn if their if their gambit will actually pull through for them in the end.
0: I mean, you kind of have to have Game Pass everywhere when you need millions of subscribers to make make money off of it. Like and you, th- that, you literally true. need it as many places as you can get it. And that's you entirely true. It
1: and yeah, like it, like X, you can only do so much with the Xbox itself, I suppose. So I guess it, it does behoove them to like put it into like as many places as possible. It's just so interesting. I've never I've never seen like a game um console manufacturer not value their own console so much. I mean they value it, but you know, it's not yeah. their like number one focus. Like you would never see a uh, PlayStation do stuff like this or <laughs> God forbid, Nintendo goes in and, and uh <laughs> don't and, buy and, the Switch. Yeah, no, Nintendo would never tell you not to buy the console that they are currently making. That would just not happen. Um, yeah. I'm a friend, George, on. Uh, <laughs> Rob no. says the other reason he keeps Game Pass, the value for me, the value for him is currently immeasurable and invaluable.
0: Okay, but Rob, how many games are you actually playing on Game Pass? That's the real question. Like, are you actually, I, is it like an overwhelming amount so that you're not playing anything? Are you actually going in and playing these games that you're paying for? Like, how many games are you actually playing on Game Pass? Um... Anyway, so when you while you answer that, so there's another story I want to talk to you guys about. Um, sure. Don't know if you know, but over at Kotaku, there's an uh, article titled "Overworked GameStop Employees Walk Out, Tell Gamers to Shop Elsewhere." This <laughs> is by Ethan Gack. Uh, this was on the seventh of uh, this month, so like uh, this week, last week. I don't uh, last week. I don't remember what today's date is. Um, but <clears throat> in where is this? In Gateway Mall in Lincoln, Nebraska, there was a sign posted on the GameStop door and it says, quote, our district manager has no respect for us. As in- oh no, I'm reading it wrong. It says, "We regret to inform you that we all quit." <laughs> And <laughs> it says our district manager has no respect for us as employees or as human beings. We've been told by a district manager that we were supposed to have had the store achieving sales quotas and running perfectly for six months, which was three months before a lot of us even got hired. Unfortunately, despite the staff's best efforts, we are not God. <laughs> Spend your money at an establishment that it respects its employ- employees, is what the rest of it said. Um, so... Have you guys shopped at GameStop? Do you shop uh, Games GameStop? Blah, do you shop at GameStop? How do you like? I wish Gabe was here because I know he worked at Game GameStop, so he could tell us a little bit about you know what that culture is. Um, but is this surprising to you, or is this literally just like par for the course for GameStop? Like you walk up and they're just like shop elsewhere. And this place sucks.
1: Pardon of my French, but fuck no, this is not surprising to me at all. Oh my god! <laughs> and to answer your question, I have not been to a physical GameStop location in about three years now. Uh, yeah, three and a half years actually. Now that I think about it, um, the only time I've done the only time I've done like um, any kind of GameStop purchase has been through their online store. If there was like I don't know like. I can only get this amiibo from this or this special edition from this. That's it. But I haven't been to like a physical store in like all these years because uh, they're kind of trash. I mean, so th- and and to be fair, like in this particular the store itself. I mean, this is not unfortunately. This is unfortunately not just limited to GameStop itself. There's a lot of shitty managers that t- take advantage of their employees. Expect the world of them when they're just like you know human beings that can only do so much, right? And then, when stuff like this happens, you know, I'm glad that these people all collectively realized that this was shitty and they needed to walk out, and that they, they just did it <laughs> and they set this shop elsewhere because they are tired of trash GameStop doing all this, all this stuff. And hope god, oh god, chat is popping off. Let me read some
0: messages real quick.
1: Let's Imagine worry. if
0: you like went to GameStop to pick up your game and then there's just a fucking note on the front door. Like we <laughs> yeah, for quick. real. Like, You're going to buy
1: games and it's just like, oh man. Rob is answering your earlier question, by the way, Jarrell. He's hey. saying uh he plays the near games, Final Fantasy Halo, which alone is worth it for him. He's there uh, he currently has a hundred K installs that he'll eventually get to. Um
0: Jeez, okay. I take back everything bad I said about Game Pass in My regards friend, to Rob. <laughs> My friend George is like, how many memories does this thing
1: have? Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, 100 downloads. Like, shit. Uh, Garen says he used to work at a GameStop. It was laid mm-hmm. back for the most part, he says. And Rob says he doesn't want to go back... To, I don't want to go back to the store that me and I used to go to because it's gotten bad. I can imagine. That's that. Like, I have a lot of personal reasons I like GameStop and a lot of general reasons I like GameStop, to be clear. Um, the store that I went to got is, is got really bad, but that's I'm not gonna say that in the pocket. That's like, uh, but George, my friend George says GameStop's not. You just gotta know what to shop for, and that's the other thing too. If you're a if you're someone that's into gaming itself, you will probably be able to go to GameStop and have a reasonable experience because you already know what you want. Like if you're pre-ordering a certain game. You already know that you're pre-ordering that, if you're there for buy a certain game, you know that. But like, let's say um, a mother is buying a game for little Timmy, and she needs to ask what uh, what's that new shooting game that's out now, and then get confused games on boys like, okay, are we talking about Call of Duty, Battlefront? Um, and, and then she's like, I don't know, if it has guns and the thing, like they they don't know because the the, the parent doesn't know how to describe the game. They just like. They hear that and just like, well, what do we do? And don't even get me started back in the day with the whole Wii U debacle. That's, I'm sure that <laughs> caused some, some, Paris, some, some uh, <laughs> confusion as well, you know?
0: I just, I don't have a bad time at GameStop. I really don't. I mean, I don't spend a lot of time in there and I do work near one. So if I pre-order something, I can literally go pick it up on my work break um, I literally stop in for 30 minutes, grab the game, and go, and I get, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a member, so I f- pay $20 a year, uh, and I get $5 off a month. Like, it's really not a bad place or a bad deal for me, personally. Um, it sucks for them, uh, but, you know, the GameStop I go to, there's literally, like, one person staffed most of the time, mm-hmm. um, unless there's, like, some, some big, you know, event there. But I literally just go in, pick up my game, and leave, and it's it's really still the only place where... I can go take in a bunch of stuff that I don't need anymore and, you know, exchange it for some sort of value. And I know that people, you know, make memes and jokes about the value of, like, what you'll get for GameStop. Which is true, like, the value is usually trash. However, um, you know, they've expanded, right? They have, um, have, like, uh, Apple Watches and shit now, right? Like, you can go trade in, like, I can go buy a new TV, trade in my Xbox and go get an Apple Watch. Like, where else can I do that at, you know?
1: That's true. By the way, the reason why I was laughing a second ago is, oh, first of all, Rob says he has, like, five terabyte external hard drive. That's crazy. And second, the reason why I was laughing is Garen said (laughs) that happened to him once while he's, where he went through every shooting game they had to store and the lady ended up just buying three of them.
0: (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) great. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Sell as much as you can so that you don't have to quit because, like, the GameStop heads are all breathing down your neck. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just a, I I, I hate to say I'm kind of still just a GameStop supporter it's the it's like the, aside from like ordering from amazon because there's no best buy near me like there's a target but i don't want to drop to target because if i go to target to buy a game i'm gonna spend like 300 bucks on bullshit because yeah. they have everything else so that's, like i'm only real. going to game and that's real though getting exactly what i need um so something else that was uh, announced recently unless you guys want to talk about GameStop anymore
1: nah i said my piece on them
0: <laughs> all right so something else that was announced recently is that um The Grammy Awards will now add a video game score category, uh, which is... PRETTY decent! Um, the uh, the best score soundtrack for video game and other interactive media Grammy Award recognizes excellence in score soundtrack albums comprised predominantly of original scores, and created specifically for a current video game, I think it is about fucking time. Mm-hmm. I think that we can all, or we can, yeah, I think we can all mention at least one video game that has an amazing score that deserves. Uh... Final Fantasy would
2: win every year. Like I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny too. You would think yeah, you, you would think Final Fantasy would win every year, but a lot of people have pointed out that what seems seems. To a springboard of this into even existing is apparently Meta Knight's Revenge," the song from that the from the Tintinum Mode, Mennonite's Revenge and Kirby Superstar won an award, and that seems to have kickstarted this whole thing. I'm like, I mean, that's a really good song, but like, I don't know if I put it on the same level as like uh, the Final Fantasy songs out there.
2: Listen, well, but- yeah. Any Final Fantasy dungeon in 14 could like win that every year. Like, You're I'm not, not joking. Playing. I literally put them on sometimes just to like work because it's just so, it's
0: so good.
2: good. I, whatever. I, Final Fantasy. <laughs> whatever. I, whatever. No, it's true, but like, if Kirby got it in there, I'm surprised, <gasps> Kirby got it in but also kind of annoyed because. Final but, Fantasy deserved that like years ago. I don't know why it didn't happen already. Oh, oh, speaking
1: you know, of oh, speaking of stuff that deserves stuff years ago, um, first off, Garen was mentioning the choices in his area are to get games and games after Walmart. You know, that's and like, Walmart is trash. Who
0: would ever shop at Walmart? That's what I'm me? saying! I'm like, do, like, I, like, they they have them cheaper. They're like $10 but cheaper. Like,
1: no, they're like two cents cheaper. But yeah, the Walmarts I go to, they're not that much cheaper. Oh, wow. Well. Anyway. Rob says near replicant has the best score for a game ever. Someone proved me wrong, and he says also says the FF pixel remasters go hard. Um, I just do. I would want to point out real quick that if this category had come out years ago and near replicant soundtrack had gotten submitted, that's a pretty freaking strong contender. Replicant soundtrack is incredible.
0: Near Near Automata is better than Near Replicant soundtrack-wise. I said it, and I won't take it back. I can't disagree
1: until I actually play Automata. I've only played Replicant so far because I want to finish Replicant first. Man, I need more time in the day.
0: Anyways, ah, no sure. kidding. Oh my god. Let me tell you something. Kelly didn't even finish Final Seven Final Fantasy Seven Remake, but she will tell you that it has some good music. That's what I'm saying. Game also has has great music. People also saying, tell you that it has great music. I've been
2: sleeping on this Final Fantasy genre, like I want to say genre, but like franchise. I mean, you but can like own genre. But like the music in it, it's like on another level. Like it's designed, like every boss in Final Fantasy XIV. I'm using that because I'm playing it again, and it's like one of the only Final Fantasy games I play. But like every boss fight, every dungeon has its own music, and it's i really insane like i i can't even imagine like having that much i don't know talent i have none so okay
0: the Go coolest on. part about 14, Kelly, is that if you've played any of the other Final Fantasies, I know you haven't, but for anyone who has and they play 14, a lot of those games are remixes of actual ga- uh, songs from other Final Fantasy games. So it's really cool to hear, like, a remix of a song from Six that you played when you were younger in Final Fantasy 14, for example. And, fun fact uh Sokin, who's fucking awesome who makes the music for 14 is also making the music for 16 so Let's that go. game is gonna have some fucking bangers in it super excited Very great sorry. soundtrack <laughs> i love it Kelly. Oh my god, rob, rob, rob I, says he uh, can't disagree yeah. with you
1: that automata is also amazing and he does all and he's of course there's this is obvious he of course loves the remake soundtrack i mean like it is literally i i yeah
0: <laughs> yes. So so saying.
1: so actually I do want to ask you guys a, a a quick question. Um specifically for this year. Um so actually before I ask, let me ask you Drill. The what you said is like that music is gonna be accepted into the Grammys now. Is that taking place this year? Taking effect this um, year? I actually don't know. Let me check it out. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 say for sake of argument that it is this year. Um, has there been any songs of twenty twenty two from a game that have stood out to you as like, man, this has to win? the grammy were for game music
0: well to answer your question it's in 2023 so it is not this year okay. and to answer your other question i don't know because i didn't play games this year would but it I be I anything that came out this year
2: <laughs> would it be like the stuff that's coming out this year would be being time. considered to 2023 like is stuff being released now being considered is what i want to know
1: <sighs> that's a good question yeah i i if, if if it does begin in 2023 then maybe the Yeah, maybe music in this uh, year would count towards that.
2: Nothing that I'm playing really has... I mean, I played The Quarry, it has some original music. I played Evil Dead, it has some original music, but those are not really contenders, I don't think, for a Grammy. Yeah, I suppose... I'm, Unless I'm, I mean, if it's only compared, sorry, if it's only compared to what's coming out, then maybe they would have a chance. Because what if nothing comes out <laughs> with sound <a> soundtrack? <laughs> that's
1: true. <laughs> I feel like if I feel like if God of War Ragnarok still makes its release, today, I feel like there'll be a few songs there that will that will win it handily. Does the Last of Us remake count? Even though that's a remake of a game that came out before, because remake Last of Us has some really good music too.
2: I, I was gonna, it. yeah, I was gonna say Last of Us, but that's been long now, right? When did that well, not,
1: well, I'm saying the remake comes out this year, so if like, if, oh. it, like, so does that would that count? Because I don't think it like, should.
2: well that's didn't great. they already remaster it? That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. so now they're doing an actual yeah.
1: remake. Okay, now an actual remake, basically using kind of like the Last of Us Part Two engine. But anyway, um, no, if it, if it counts, then I would say some music from The Last of Us Part One would would definitely be a strong contender. And it feels like a game that they would consider before any other ones. My personal bias are Triangle's charge that, that game had some bangers in the soundtrack. But, um...
0: Man! I think The Last of Us had amazing sound design, but the songs were whatever.
1: I no, there's, wanna, a, there's some songs like, there that, that were
0: really good. Yeah, like, let me something, Brandon. If a song is gonna win a Grammy, I wanna be, like driving to target you want you want you, you, you want the baby
1: song from February
0: i May. i want to be driving to target and feeling like i'm going on a fucking adventure i don't want to be listening to ellie play her fucking guitar i don't give a shit
2: yeah i'm thinking that it needs to be like something like when you're in like uh gosh Gerald, is it the one that we played Ugh, whatever, I can't even think of it. This is what um, this but, like, is it? Okay. it needs to get stuck in your head, where you're right? just, like humming. <laughs> I actually got
1: to ask you another question. You know, question. like,
2: it needs I, to be something I, iconic.
1: I got to ask this question because I don't really watch the Grammys so much. Do they give awards based on music genre?
0: Um, yes. Okay. That's interesting, but because... the video game, well, so the video game um, awards are going to have their own specific category. Yeah. Okay. So they won't be like if it is a my assumption is that is if, if it is a video game uh, soundtrack it will not be included in like best original score genre like that genre it'll be separate um, because it has its own category.
1: Well, the reason why I ask that is because <laughs> that could end up being potentially pretty wild. Like, like let's say they put all the video game music into like one category, like best video game song. You got some like rock song from Sonic Frontiers. Mm-hmm. You got like this atmospheric ass song from Tri- Triangle Strategy. Or the, or the uh, Spanish guitar playing from The Last of Us. Like, that could get really wild in, like, terms of, like... And at that point, it becomes kind of subjective because I think if you do, like, the same music in a similar genre, then it's a little easier to pick out what's the, quote, best song of that year. But then you start putting, like, all these different, like, soundtracks. It becomes very difficult. Like, what you said, what you... Like, like you said... What you just said, draw Like, uh, the song that, that you would want to win best... Me song of the year. It has to be something that you can jam going to Target. Another person might value the video game music differently. And I just think it'd be yeah, interesting but... that if they all have a different. <laughs> if there's just all kind of different genres in the same category, I could see there being some kind of chaos to it, which, you know, now I kind of want that. I, I, I kind of. If I, if they're going to like grade all these different songs together, I really do want them to be like different now. Like, maybe that's not the best thing to want, <laughs> but I do kind of want to see like how. How at odds some people will get having freaking Sonic Rock against Triangle Strategy yeah. Orchestra like that thing would be interesting.
0: Um, so I'm gonna veer off. I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I do want to bring it up since we did talk about uh the last of, excuse me the Last of Us for a second. Sure. Um, so uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the Last of Us remake Part One was revealed during Summer Game Fest to be coming out this year november yes september okay. i thought it was oh september i don't know yeah, uh, the close, last us, close last of us part one remake was announced uh coming out this year for playstation 5 it is available only on playstation 5 you cannot play it on previous consoles um and basically i wanted to know how you guys felt about that announcement because the last of us as kelly already mentioned has mm-hmm. been remastered um it's come out multiple times. How do you feel about it basically kind of getting a Final Fantasy VII treatment for a game that is much more modern than Final Fantasy VII itself?
1: I'm torn, if I'm honest, because on one hand, the original Last of Us came out in 2013, so we're, we're, we're at nine years right now. So I, on paper, I don't think that's too soon for a remake. Because when you think about it, Res- let me finish. Because I, I think about like Resident Evil remake, which had a remake in like six or or fewer. So it's not it's not out of the question to like have a remake like that soon afterwards. But also, here's the other point side of the coin. As you mentioned, and as Kelly mentioned, this game has also gotten remastered. You can play that on PS5. In fact, The Last of Us Remastered is available as part of the PlayStation Plus collection if you own a PS5. So you can play the first game right now. Um, not even you don't even need to play like the the part one that will be coming specifically for PS5, so that's the thing. And it's not like remastered looks bad, it looks quite good actually. Still, and I've been seeing comparison videos on like several of the scenes, and I do see the improvements. There's some people that are claiming they cannot, and I don't know what to say about that. I definitely see the improvements in like the facial recognition. Where I really want to see the improvements is where the gameplay goes, but that's another story. As far as what I'm seeing right now, as far as like the visuals, um, there's definitely some some big improvements over it. And here's the thing: I, I love The Last of Us original. I I've played through that campaign twice. Um, part two, I've only done the, just the one time because I couldn't go back to it the, right away. Um, but I love the original. I can't say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy the remake because I just love that first game so much. Um, but whether I think it was really necessary, I don't really think so. But I'm still gonna play the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> what about
0: you, Kelly?
2: So I never played The Last of Us. Uh, to be honest, actually, I had it when I first got my PS4. It like came with it, um, and I started it. But at the time, I wasn't like I was into like shooters. You know, I wasn't into The Last of Us, so I never played it. And then I just never got back around to it. Um, I think that. If you want more people to play your game, uh, investing and doing a remake is probably a good idea. Um, I think that when they remastered it, they sold more copies and more people liked it. And then I think that the same can be said for when this comes out, like it's a classic game. It's one of those games that people love. So I think that updating the graphics can make more people play and stream it. And then more people will buy it. Like, I think it's a good idea for them. Um, do I think it really needs it? Probably not, but you're not gonna bring it back to the top of everyone's like list unless you remake it. Um but yeah, I think it's a good idea and I think it's one of those games that probably does deserve it. If any game deserves mm-hmm. it. Sure. But I don't know that I'll I don't know that I'll play it, but you know how like if it gets remade, it's like a resurgence on Twitch for people sure. to watch it. No one's I mean, probably I'm, watching I'm, it right I mean, now. But how to
1: stream it, so there's that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Nobody's probably watching it right now, or like a few people. But then, like, if you remake it, there's gonna be people watching your game again. There's gonna be people like it's just a way to bring it back to the top of everyone's mind. Because if you're gonna keep making games in this franchise, which I'm, they already had the Last of those too, so I'm guessing they could keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you might as well bring it to the top of everyone's mind. I think it's a good candidate for a remake. Will I play it? I don't know. Should anyone buy it and play it again? I don't know. I'm just saying. I think it's a good candidate for it. It's right, also,
1: it also it also gives a little bit of synergy because there is that HBO show that's coming out that they release a picture for. Mm-hmm. So having so having and that's probably the reason why they're doing this. If we're being perfectly honest, yeah. That to to like you know make sure people know of the original story. Again, they can with the remaster. It, like it's again. I don't know if it was fully necessary. But it'll like Kelly said, people will stream it, people will talk about it more than 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 if they left just the remaster by themselves. And also, because Kelly mentioned specifically streaming it, I do want to mention like a real quick story. I probably wouldn't have played the original Last of Us if it wasn't for, you know, people streaming and and playing gameplay. Because, (laughs) it's funny, I had two friends that, from the moment that game was announced for PS3, were so excited for the game. They were just like, oh man, The Last of Us, man, Naughty Dog, they made Uncharted, this game is going to be great. they They were like so into it. And I was like, I don't know. But then the YouTubers that I watched at the time, they said they started to do a playthrough of it. And I was like, oh, okay, well let me see them play it. Oh, wow, this game looks really good. I watched, like, the first maybe six parts of the playthrough. I was like, and then um, I turned off the video, oh drove God. to my Best Buy, bought the game, went home, and started playing it. I stopped watching their videos for about a okay, year <laughs> Okay, <month. laughs> good.
2: like,
0: you've I, yeah, seen exactly. the whole game at that point. No,
1: no, no. I saw, I saw like, the, like, the first six parts was probably up until, like, maybe halfway into, like, the summer segment, if you ever played the first game. Uh, and I was just like, no, I'm just going to finish the game and then I'm just going to watch them play after I finish, which is exactly what I did. I saw, I watched the rest of their playthrough afterwards. But that's one of the few times in my life where I can say a content creator doing content in a game is what made me, like, I need to go get this game. The other game that made me do that was Grand Theft Auto Five. I saw YouTubers I enjoy play that, too, and that made me get Grand Theft Auto Five, even though I had never played a GTA game up to that point. Like, I don't know what it was. 2013 was just, like, the game where I was just, like, open to suggestions. I saw content creators play games, and I just got them. On impulse.
0: Well, I was going to be a hater about it, but, um, I won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you still could, if you want. I mean, you're Not a- really. It's your podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, the only thing i I just... It is so unnecessary because they're making the multiplayer of The Last of Us Part 2, and that is super exciting. It's gonna mm-hmm. be like a new area, it's gonna be its own world. I want to see how they're gonna make like the the story coincide with the multiplayer. Like, that is dope. They have this game, um, this movie coming out. I mean the show coming out, also dope. Um, you can literally access this game on almost any like PS3, PS4, and PS5 uh remastered for free if you want wanted, so why charge people 70 bucks for um, an upgraded version that's only available on the PS5?
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: Give me, if it was like a, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, I just, I don't see, I don't I, see, I, I don't know. If, I, if y'all want to pay $70 to play a game uh, from like 8 years ago on, exclusively on PS5, because you love it that much, that's, that's super dope. If you want to play it basically for free remastered also on your PS5. That's also super dope. Um I just I, like I feel like resources could have been better spent elsewhere, but I don't know what Naughty Dog has going on, so I can't say shit.
1: I do want to point out though, it's not talked about very often, but the the multiplayer in the original Last of Us game was actually it's really, great. really good. No, it it's actually great. really good. Great. Yeah, like, like and that's something that's obviously like a concern for a lot of people that's like if for a game like The Last of Us that is obviously so focused on its single player narrative <laughs> multiplayer modes in such games feel tacked on and a lot of games suffer from that. But no, the Last of Us multiplayer I thought was very well thought out. It was yeah. very fun. And like you just said, Drell, it actually there was a like a like a, a storyline to it because it's essentially like um, Hunters versus Fireflies, which are the two factions that you see in the main game they're, like, fighting for survival and, like, trying to, you know, take territory from the other. So even in, so even though it's fun multiplayer, there's also a context for it in terms of, like, the overall uh, world of The Last of Us, which is something I actually really like. So, yeah, multiplayer is making... And that was, you know, I wasn't brokenhearted when they said Part 2 wasn't going to have multiplayer because I really do play it more for the single player. But I am happy to see that this multiplayer is going to see a resurgence. I wasn't very good at it. I would always get smoked online. But it was still a lot of fun <laughs> because it basically I mean- just... Yeah,
0: it was good. Not only is it seeing a resurgence, it's going to be, like, its own standalone thing. Like, that's how right. big this multiplayer is. So, yeah. like, I don't need a remake of an eight-year-old game that you are... I don't know what you're doing to it. I don't need that. Um, but it's great for people who do want it. Look, I went out and bought the quarry on Xbox because I don't play anything on Xbox. It's a wonderful game. I love it. It's 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 great. Um, I have no complaints, I've seen other reviews that complain about it being like a, a like a, a movie or whatever, and I'm like, yes, give me this. Like, that is a genre of game that I love, because I'm playing it with my boyfriend, and it's so funny, because we picked, like, when you play co-op, you can choose the characters that you're, uh, that you control. And I'm super scary, so he just watches me scream all the time while I'm playing <laughs> it. Like, it's not
2: he... even that scary! Anybody I... watching that hasn't played it, I've streamed it. It's not even that scary. <laughs> and,
1: like, and Kelly, actual question, since you just said that. Um, what's the, what's the, <laughs> the the fear level in the quarry compared to Until Dawn, you would say?
2: I haven't played I'm Until I'm Dawn. I'm the scared one, and uh, I have played both. I'm sorry. I'm going to play Until Dawn next because the okay. quarry is so good. It's great. It's and people great. say that it's worse than Until Dawn, so I'm like, well, now I have to fucking play Until Dawn because oh, I'm wow. obsessed. I'm obsessed with the quarry. It is... I'm already playing it again. I'm on my second playthrough. i oh, wow. completed oh, one already. God.
0: I'm still in my first. Um, but uh, Brandon, to answer your question, I do think as of right now, um, Until Dawn is scarier than the quarry, for sure. Yeah. Mm,
1: okay, um, yeah. Then that's
0: not gonna be scary then. So Kelly, there's something really cool. This is a little bit of a tangent, but there's a reason I brought up the quarry. Uh, but so something that's really, really cool. So Kelly, you know how like, you have to hold your breath by holding the, the I guess the X button on the, oh, what are you playing on?
2: Uh, I play on mouse and keyboard, so I I click. So you
0: have to like hold your breath, right? And you have to click the button. So when the Until Dawn came out on PlayStation, something super, super cool was that like if there's a monster around you, you know how they like dual shock has the light bar? At the top, the little like triangle light bar. You have to hold the light bar still in like a stencil, and if you move, um, the monster will see. It's so much cooler than holding the fucking button. So I will yeah. say that because uh, I'm playing, like I mentioned on Xbox, like holding the A button down is like nothing in comparison to that shit. Because I was fucking shaking. Because when you're in that <laughs> moment, yeah, it's so scary. I don't want you to die. It's no, the I fucked up.
1: Shit. I, I, I did it like, like pre, pre A. Be critical days when I just did personal streams on my personal Twitch. I did a straight full playthrough of Until Dawn, and no, I
0: fucking lost someone because I like I thought it hell uh, is so
1: still, and then it tilted a little bit, and
0: they sounded like because yes! <laughs> you can see yourself like you see the light on the screen, so like you you can see yeah. yourself like shaking and moving. Exactly. That shit was so fucking cool, and yeah. I'm so disappointed in the quarry for not um doing that. But anyway, the reason that I brought up the quarry because that was a little bit of a tangent. The reason I brought up the quarry was because I just paid seventy dollars for the quarry. And because that's how much it costs. I'm just yeah. Xbox <laughs> oh Series. I know like, you made that base, but like that's that's the reality that I'm in right now. So when I see something like The Last of Us Remastered Part One, I'm just like, like are y'all really going to charge me? $70, because it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, so you can't buy it cheaper than the 70 bucks it's going to be, unless for whatever reason it's cheaper, you're going to end up having to shell out 70 bucks for, at this point, some people who have bought this game, what, three, four times? I don't know how many times you bought it. I bought the original. I think I got the remastered for free at some point. Um, I bought two, and now for, as far as I know, updated graphics, I gotta shell out another 70 bucks? Like, it feels like such a fucking, like... It's hard for gamers. I'm trying um, to think of how many times... No, I think I
1: I bought the original at full price when it came out for 60, and then the remaster I got on sale for, like, 20.
0: So I, I only spent about 80. And yeah. now you're gonna spend another 70. Facts. That's $150 well, for a single game. But over the last eight years. No, fair, fair, fair.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, out. also... Sorry, whenever I'm debating on getting a game, I go by like how many hours there is of value. And like the quarry I've played eight hours, you know, that was the first playthrough. And I was like, okay, well, if there wasn't alternate endings, I probably would not have wanted to spend $60 on eight hours of gaming. But you can play it again and get like save other people, whatever. But like The Last of Us, I feel like it's a pretty long game.
0: No, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I just wish that there was some, I hope that there's some, like, discount for us who, players like me, who have, you know, bought this game, supported yeah. Naughty Dog, like.
1: Well, speaking of discounts, Garen suggests, like, to uh, wait for Black Friday to get it cheaper. Which, that's very possible, because the game comes out early September, it very well may, by November, have a nice Black Friday deal.
0: Nah, that n- never happens. You would have to wait until next year. Games that come out right before Black Friday, like AAA games, never go on sale like that year for Black Friday. The Last of Us never.
2: That's true. But it is a good idea, though. You can get good deals. Um,
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, Garen, I completely agree. But I don't want to wait. I'm just not gonna buy it. (laughs) Like, but I think that's a great idea. If I (laughs) I can't can't get it when it comes out and stream it with everyone else, I don't want to buy it. But, But honestly,
2: you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like that's a thing now, where people stream and if you don't play the game in the opening weekend, yeah, why you're even play like it? Left behind. Why, yeah. yeah, you're completely left behind, so that's how I feel about The Last of Us. Like Nobody wants to play it anymore because it's an old game. Nobody's watching streams. But if you remake it, they will.
0: Yeah, you guys And are cool.
2: if you don't, honestly, if you don't play games opening weekend, just forget about playing them. I mean... I hate to say that, it's just the world that we live in now, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I just- it's- uh, my complaint is less about The Last of Us and more about just next-gen being 70 bucks, which is fair, you know? I'm not complaining really because I understand that games are really expensive to make and 70 dollars is still not enough, like it should be more. However... I went in and bought the quarry and I was like, damn, you really finna charge me $70, sir, at GameStop? And he was like, that's the price. And I was like, yeah, but like for real? Like I just don't know whether I want to drop $70 on this game. And I've loved it. Um, does it feel like it was worth 60 bucks Yes. Do I feel like I paid $10 more than I should have? A hundred percent. Should I have just bought it on last gen? Fuck yes. Is there a difference? I don't know
2: that's another thing though about how you were saying how all of the xbox empathize. The games look like last gen yeah they're mm-hmm. still charging 60 bucks and ps5 it better look good because it's
0: freaking charging no, people bought, more but i bought the quarry for xbox and it was 70. no for the series x yeah this fucking game right here is 70 dollars for series x yes they're charging the same fucking price as PlayStation. Dang,
2: I got that on PC for
0: 60 That's what I'm saying. Like, at this point, I'm like, damn, I should go return this and buy the, the Xbox. Because I don't know what the enhanced... No, the game is beautiful. Like it Oh, it looks is, really, yeah. Really it
2: looks great. The rendering of the people, because I know some of the actors, like, I've seen them in other stuff. So I'm like, oh, my God, it legit looks like them. Like, it just yeah, looks like really them. Does. Oh, it's so good. I the mean... Only thing
0: I don't like is like sometimes the motion capture on their faces makes them make like weird faces
2: their um, mouths are so weird it's like
0: they can't they also can't like, look they're down they're sticking
2: out oh no they can't look
0: down like oh, if they look God. down their eyes just close and i'm like
2: the, the, the cop at the beginning his eyes are like it's so weird <laughs> he's like, trying to down like like it's so funny
0: oh but no it's but a great it's, game
2: <laughs> it is a great game and that's what we're playing Jarel and i apparently
0: yeah, it's wonderful. Everybody go play the quarry, but don't pay seventy dollars for it unless you've got it. In which case, go ahead. Um, so I I have like one or two more stories because we're running out of time here. So I'll go on to the next one, which is Sonic Frontiers. Dev says that negative reactions are because people don't understand it. This is great. Always, my advice for game developers: never ever so do don't this. advertise the game. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people that they don't understand your game and that's why they don't get it. Um that's uh, not, my art is, my not art is art is not
1: being understood.
0: <laughs> that's literally what it uh what it sounds like. Uh, so I'll go ahead and give you guys a little bit on this. The score is from uh and It is written by Zach Zweizen. Cool name, Zach. Um cool name. here is a quote from the article. Uh according to izuka fans online just don't understand what the game is or what the team has made suggesting folks are comparing it to other games they know which he claims is leading to incorrect assumptions about frontiers sonic frontiers uh the new open world sonic game that was shown off quote it's not really that surprising izuki told vgc we do realize everyone is just kind of reacting to the videos that they saw and because they don't understand what this new gameplay is they're can't they're kind of comparing it to other games that they already know so we do see a lot of people saying, oh it's kind of like this, it's kind of like that, but it's not like this, it's not like that. Um, according to Izuki, Sonic Frontiers isn't an open world game at all, but instead is something new that the team internally calls Open Zone. And this new game system itself is something that doesn't really exist in any other comparable titles. So we really hope that from here until launch we can really explain what Open Zone gameplay is. Um, the problem is, the internet got very angry and disappointed with the way that he said this um and uh by the way the game's not being delayed uh but it just came off like us as gamers have no idea what we're talking about like you guys you it's basically what brandon did right like um you don't understand my art so you are the problem as opposed to yes as opposed to uh you know a an actual understanding of what open zone is and means, and what the difference is between that and open world, and using your marketing as um, you know, and these interviews that you're doing with showing the gameplay and explaining what it is. Um, so when you guys hear developers do something like that, or or specifically Sonic Frontiers in general, how does the story make you feel? What do you have to say about this one?
1: Oh boy! So the marketing of this game has been pretty atrocious. I think there is a good game here. Let's let's be clear. But here's the thing: um, the first Actual gameplay we saw was the IGN footage that got shown about maybe a week and a half ago at this point. And it wasn't great because it was an early build of the game and that wasn't really communicated. So a lot of people were assuming seeing that IGN footage that this is pretty much how like the game is going to look and run and all that good stuff. And people weren't impressed. And then we fast forward maybe a week later after that Sonic Central presentation, which also wasn't that great if I'm being honest. But uh, they got to show off more gameplay and over the Summer Games Fest more and more has been shown. And people that have been playing it have said it's a lot better because now they're playing <laughs> an actual more recent build of the game, which is nice. But here's the other problem. Because Sega saw the negative reaction to the IGN trailer, which was like an early build. They were like, no, don't show our game! So they, like They overreacted and they don't even want people to show footage of the game as the booth itself for people that actually went to Summer Games Fest. It's a mess. And the reason also,
0: I, yes, go ahead. Really quick to continue, just to mention this part, it might you know affect what you have to say. Mm. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, there was briefly a hashtag on Twitter ha- uh, that said hashtag #delaySonicFrontiers that was trending because people had seen the uh, the footage that you were mentioning in your response, and they were like, "Yo, don't do this. Take more time. Work on this game. Delay this game because it doesn't look good." And he was just like, "No." no, like, the game is going to be done and it's going to come out on time. You guys did not see what you... Like, it's not what you think it is. Um, So there was also that type of miscommunication as well.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's a, there's definitely some miscommunication. Um, Footage, incorrect footage being shown. There's just a lot of... There's, like, you know, people don't understand the game, and I think that's just because there's either a lack of communication or... Straight up miscommunication in many of the marketing in this game, like it's being very, ha- it's like again, people that have played it have enjoyed the demo, but I think the marketing of this game is being handled quite poorly for this. For this, um, I I actually do believe the statement that it may not need to be delayed. I think what we're seeing in the more recent uh, footage is more comparable to what the game is actually going to be, and I think mm-hmm. in its state, it's only needs a little bit more polishing for a full release but a lot of people haven't seen that uh, they're going by what they their first impressions which of course are lasting cuz that's what first impressions do and they're just kind of coming off that thinking that just you know it needs to be and they're not really communicating and i think that's a big problem now in regards to his statement about comparing it it's hard not to draw comparisons and if they're and they're, i don't think they're being completely honest about the fact that they're there's clear influences to other games in the way this game is built like there's a lot of sonic dna in there certainly But, like, a lot of people have pointed out that they're running through, like, these open fields, and there's almost kind of, like, a a piano-like music playing. I mean, there's some clear Breath of the Wild inspirations there, for example, and uh, (laughs) even Breath of the Wild with his marketing did the same thing, like... People are like, oh my god, Breath of the Wild is the first open-world Zelda game, and, and they were the villains like, we define it as open-air. And that's exactly what they're doing with this game! they are like, oh god, open-world's a Sonic game. It was like, well, we call it open-zone. Just like...
0: <laughs> what These are wrong, it's open-zone. Like, what yeah. are you talking about?
1: I will oh. say, I do appreciate the open-zone as a reference to the whole zones in, like, classic yeah. Sonic games, which, that's a neat little... But still, it's like, you, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Like, there is a lot of influence in this game to, like, other games as well and that's not a bad thing so i don't know why it's necessarily like there's a difference between homage and ripoff and i think even if you're on the homage territory there's nothing wrong with learning from what other people are doing to make your own game better as long as it's like um where i think the problem is especially with that early footage of sonic is like a lot of people were saying it borrowed too heavily from zelda and was kind of losing its own identity which i agree with but the later footage kind of rectifies that like one of the early footage shows Sonic climbing the tower, almost like Link did, and then later footage showing him running up the tower. That's more Sonic, that, and I think that's a good thing. And it's 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 a little concerning, just the the marketing of it. I just feel like a lot of people are going to have the wrong impression of the game, and I do think that ultimately it's going to be fine. But yeah. I, I really hope that going forward, like Sega and other companies, look at this marketing as like a nice little checklist of what not to do because there's some. Um, I feel it's gonna it's gonna sell well. It's a Sonic game, and it's a game that a lot of people are looking forward to. But I think at the end, at least in the shorter long term, it's gonna get harmed by this um, anti marketing. Oh, by the way, Garen has pointed said something on chat. I just noticed. He says. As someone who works in the industry, that makes him mad. They could have easily said, it's come to our attention that there's some confusion about what this game is. Let me take a few minutes to try and clarify any confusion concerns. And that's exactly what I'm saying, too. Instead of just addressing this, they're just like, you guys don't understand... My suffering can't be comprehended by you, 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 you,
0: Phoebe. You, uh, <laughs> You're, Alan. yeah, I mean, I completely agree with Gary, and you really cannot go on the defensive in this situation. Like, y- you just can't. If, if it's not working out, then, you know, you have your own. It's the, it's Summer Game Fest. I promise you, if you go on YouTube on your official channel and post a video this weekend, everybody's just going to think it's part of Summer Game Fest. It's totally fine. Nobody's going to know the difference. And, like, you go in there and you describe describe what this game is, you describe what zones are, you show off the new gameplay, you don't go on an interview with VGC and be like, they just literally don't get it, it's not even open world, it's open zone, you're all idiots. Now, everyone's thinking, you know, delay your game, it's not done, and you're like, no, it is done, it's coming out on time, you're all wrong. You just really can't go on the defensive here. I completely agree with Karen. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. Kelly.
2: I guess it just feels kind of like bad publicity. You don't want to argue with the fans. Yeah. Um, like, we saw them argue with the fans about the Sonic movie, and we all know how that turned out. So, um... Oh God, I wanted Wait, to say something. Anyways. Uh,
1: argue with the fans of the Sonic movie? What, what happened there? Because they had to redesign
2: the character. Cause of the oh, human yeah. teeth.
1: Well, that was the opposite. Like, like, they, like that thing yeah. was like, they didn't listen to, like... Well, they made their design... And they put it out there without, like, I guess without going to, like, a real focus group. And, of course, the backlash was so strong that they ended up redesigning the character. So that, that's, here's the thing, that's them actually listening. But they didn't, like, I don't think they did enough research when they did that first design. I think was the problem. And, you know, now the Saga Movie is doing good. But, like, you know, I do see your point, though.
2: I also just want to point out: Have you guys watched the new Chip and Dale movie on Disney Plus? Not, yet, not God, yet, but I, I think, think I know you where you're going.
1: It. I know where you're going with this, though.
2: Just watch it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay. Anywho, um, Sonic is. Anyways, uh, yeah. so the only thing I'll say about this, I don't really have an opinion. I mean, you sh- as a dev, you shouldn't like argue with your fans. It's just the first comment is like someone saying they know more than the devs because they've been gaming for 28 years. I so just want to like make it known that there are a lot of people out there that simply don't understand. You don't know more about game dev than a person who works in the industry. Like just because you've been gaming for thirty years doesn't mean that you just magically know more about people who literally make games. Um, and I think that that kind of like undermines a lot of what the other people are saying. Like people who actually are. I don't know, whatever. I got nothing. The Audacity is all I'm going to say. Yeah, and
0: really Yeah, I mean, you're right. It definitely comes from both sides, you know? Like, we've had game testers, game devs on this actual podcast talking to just a little bit about, you know, the situation and what they've been working on and stuff. And, and it definitely comes from both sides because I'm not going to tell them they don't know what they're doing, right? Like, uh, uh, I will give you the very quick example of Final Fantasy 16. Is it something that I thought it was going to be? No. Am I a huge Final Fantasy fan? Can I say I've been playing it for my whole life? Yes. Am I going to tell him, sir, you're not making the game right? No, like no. Like what the fuck Can you
2: imagine if you did that? Like, like, oh, I have some
0: suggestions. (laughs) Like, excuse me, sir, but uh based on my my 30 plus years of playing this franchise, you're not doing it justice. You're just not doing it right. However, um I also think it comes from another side where it's like, okay, it's your responsibility to sell your game to the public, right? Like everything is marketing all the time. So if what if it's not working out the way you want it to, I'll just go back to what I said before, which is that you don't go on the defensive. That that's that's just it, right? Like um it doesn't necessarily mean that you're wrong. It just means that you're not getting your point across the right way. In which case that's what needs to be adjusted. So I don't think you should change your game. Um and I completely agree with Kelly, like anyone out there that's like, you know, this needs more time, it's not done. Like sometimes like, Cyberpunk never mind. All right, let's uh <laughs> let's the last thing i want to talk about which is resident evil uh, um is coming as we know the resident evil 4 remake is coming yeah. however a lovely little uh uh update from the capcom showcase which i don't know if you guys saw it's like 30 minutes um of, saw. you know, just a little bit of nothing um just kidding and there was stuff there <laughs> um one of the announcements was that Um, There's an upgrade at no additional cost to the digital PS5 version and Xbox Smart Delivery of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3. And in addition, PS4 and Xbox One players can enjoy a free digital upgrade to current gen via the digital upgrade program and smart delivery. Hey! We can all replay these games for free and they'll look better on next gen! If only... I could do that at a discount with other new remake games. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. I think it was very cool of Capcom to be able to do free upgrades for these games um, and really get people to start playing them right before, you know, Resident Evil 4 remake comes up. Uh, mm-hmm. It just goes back to what Kelly said, you know, gives them a chance to get their games back out in the open, back out in the public, back out on Twitch. You don't have to rebuy it. If you want to replay it, you get a up- upgraded version for free um, at no additional cost. That is freaking amazing. I can now, and I didn't finish, I think I didn't finish three. So now I can actually play three on PS5 and it's going to look like it's made for PS5 for free. Um, However, I believe it does not, I don't know. I think one of the games was on, on uh, PS Plus. Wasn't one of these games on PS Plus? Was it seven? I think Resident Evil seven was on PS Plus. I want
1: to say seven at one point was on PS Plus.
0: So it does not include the PS Plus version of the game. That I think that one does not get the free PS5 upgrade. However, um, any PS4 or Xbox One one um, that's there will, will be able to get that upgrade for free. And I just thought well, it was really
2: dope. Hey, I got it on Steam, so I don't get
0: anything. <laughs> well, sorry.
1: <laughs> I'll take on chat. My friend George says you can honestly skip three, not very good.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's actually fine. I, I will just go I, I I only wanted to play it because I've been trying to play all of them. I've never played 4 Remake. I think 2 was my first, like, old Resident Evil, because I had played, like, 5 and 6. Um, I think 6 was probably my first one. So I played 2, uh, which was my first time playing 2. 4 Remake is going to be my first time playing 4, and this would have been my first time playing 3, so I was trying to play through all of them. But if it's 1, I can take off my backlog. Great. All right, I just won't play it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm happy that all these are getting like up uh, uh, uh remasters because it, it, uh, Resident Evil is a series that is on my list. I enjoyed RE1 Remake. I just stopped playing because I got really lost and it was too stubborn to use a guide, but I will do that next time. <laughs> um, I enjoyed I love- Resident Evil 4. Like I never owned it, but I've definitely played it a, a good amount and really enjoyed what I've played of it. I don't know if I'm going to... Um, go back and finish the original or just wait for the remake. It, just, it depends on when I get around to the series. And I really enjoyed Resident Evil Revelation 1. Like That's a game that not a lot of people talk about, but the Revelation series is very good. Um, the re- Revelations 2 was heavily inspired by The Last of Us in gameplay, but uh, I think it did it in a good way, in a way that still felt Resident Evil. Um, my friend George says RE2 remake is solid. 3 was rushed because money. That's what I do. I do hear that. that re- I can agree 3, with that. That, that, 3, like that. that 3 got rushed out. But to like have the actual like care and love because it's re two and people love that game. All
0: right, um, I think it's about that time, guys. The witching to, um, hour is near. Wrap this bad boy up. Um, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, thank you, everybody in chat. It was great talking to you. Um, yeah. and we will be back next week around the same time. Yep. And uh, with that, good night, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Hey